Today on the show, we welcome Kyle Carnahan, aka the Superhuman Father, onto the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to be a superhuman father, authenticity, becoming your best self, and much, much more right now. Ball Boy Media presents the Young Dad Podcast with your hosts, the Young Brothers, Jay and Aaron Young. It's about that time for you to pull up a chair, grab a juice box, grab a snack, come sit down and talk with us for a little while. Welcome into another episode of the Young Dad Podcast. I'm Jay, and with me today is my co-host, co-captain, A.A.Ron, and joining us today is Kyle from Superhuman Fathers onto the podcast. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm killing it, dude. Killing it? Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing all right myself. <laughs> killing it as well. Excellent to hear, gents. Well, Kyle, first off, thank you so much for joining us. We know you're a busy guy. We know you have an awesome coaching business. You do a lot of different things. Podcast with the wife now, I see, that just launched. Um, And from what I understand, you and your wife, Whitney, have been married for over 20 years, have five children, and both run thriving coaches, but coaching businesses that have literally changed dozens, hundreds. Are you guys at the thousands of lives yet? Uh, I would, yeah, we're at thousands for sure. We've got 500 members, but the thing is, 90% of my time is usually working for people that'll never pay me. So you add that, I mean, I've, yeah, thousands. All right. Well, how, how does Superhuman Father start? Like, where did the idea come from? Kind of take us through the origin story of Superhuman Fathers. Uh, it's like a magic dream my friend it's one of those things where you you create it in your mind and it happens kind of like uh the other day if you've been following my stories or whatever uh i had that that, that skateboard trick i've been trying for yeah. years that i went to my son and i was like hey today is the day i'm going to do the kickflip pivot fakie and it's going to happen in there there are no excuses. It has to happen. No matter how long I'm going to be out here, it has to happen. Or will you help me? Will you film it? He's like, yeah, I'm in. I was like, it might take three days. It might take a week. Just have to sit in that chair. We'll just have to plug the phone in and just keep, keep going. going. So it's like, I'm down. And so I created this story in my head of a, of a, of a, ba- a massive battle with my body and mind to just land this stupid trick that I've been dreaming of. The problem is when you do the kickflip and you catch it with your back trucks on the mini ramp, which is like a quarter pipe. If you know about skateboarding, it's a ramp. There's coping. You catch your back trucks on it. Normally your body moves and you go forward and you go, uh, you're going to go forward. But this, you catch your back trucks and then you turn it and go backwards. So it's like this untwisting of your body that I couldn't really wrap my head around. And so the battle commenced and about a half hour in, I was like, this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I 
had already crushed my hip, my ribs, my tailbone. I was limping. My, my There's something going on with my right knee. I was like, fuck, dude, we're only 30 minutes in. And we just kept, I just, I was like, I'll, I will literally destroy my body today to get this. And so we went another 30 minutes and I started getting a couple that were like almost close-ish. And then, uh, but I still, but then it started to fade and I started getting worse and my back started hurting. I'm just going like, no, oh, it's so many moments. I almost was like good enough and threw in the towel and. I was like, no, man, I committed. And so kept going. And about about the, I think it was like 80 or 90 minutes in, I just like threw it and it caught. And my body was in the perfect position. And I just brought it back in. And it was just like glorious. It was it. The reason why I tell that, the reason why I tell that story is because life is just like this. Create a, a moment, a story in our mind. How bad I wanted that story. And I... I kept thinking that maybe that story would just be me failing this time. But I was like, no, we have to create a winning story right now. Like I want to create a story in my life where I create something in my mind and I make it happen through grit, tenacity, and through this attitude of I will not quit until it is done. And I thought about that was emotional for me because that's how Superhuman Fathers was built. It was built, I mean, you know how many people would just doubt what I was doing and rip on what I was doing and tell me that I'm not the guy? Um, I'm sure it was uh, plenty of people that were even really close to you at the time, too. All of them. Yeah. Most of them. You know, I had a couple of really close people that really believed in what we were doing, but most most people are like, what are you, what are you doing? Who do you think you are, man? And I, I don't know who I am. That's the problem. I just know I'm pulled and guided and led to do something great to help people. And so I'm willing to take all your bullshit. If I could just help one goddamn person out of the darkness, that's it. So I'll take a world of hate. If I can just take somebody who was frustrated and lost like I was and free him. Man, that's so true. Cause I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of what we do here too. You know, we want to just, you know, definitely we do this for ourselves because it's a great outlet. It's something we've really wanted to do, but it's really, if we can help one person make one dude's life easier, help them find some direction through our story, through our lived experience that helps them just get, pull themselves through to do that, take that one step they need to in that right direction to start making those changes, to start doing something different, to start being a better husband, being a better father, being a better friend, coworker, whatever it is, be a better person, whatever it is, if we can help them do that, take that first step, then, you know, it's all worth it in the end, you know? Yeah. And then you get a taste of one and then you're like, let's get five. Then you're like, let's get 20. Let's get then you, yeah. You just get hungry. Let's get a million. Let's get a million. Let's get them all. all. Let's get them all. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I really liked how you, uh, how you phrased that earlier, you know, like, you know, between the whole uh, skate trick, it's like a battle between you and it, you know what I mean? And it's like your whole life's a war, you know, you got to choose your battles and, and choose not to lose, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to choose then, to win it. And building something creative or a business or building your body or losing fat or creating a, or doing a creative pursuit or, or writing music or, or writing a book 
we're building a relationship. All these things that give color and beauty to our lives. There's so much resistance to it. And there's so many moments of doubt. And is this worth it? And is it going to happen? And I choose now just to believe. Just believe. Because when you believe, others will believe. It's as simple as that. And when you believe and others believe, your belief goes out the roof. And then when you believe that strongly, guess what you're going to do? You're going to do the work necessary in order to get what you want. And so it all starts with this place where you're like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. And I know at some point it will come to fruition. And, you know, and so that's what happened with Superhuman Fathers. I just wouldn't take no for an answer from anybody. Even now, like, get on a call with me. It's going to be very difficult to say no to 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 not join Superhuman Fathers. Yeah. You're either going to have to say yes, or you're going to have to lie, or you're going to have to hang up. That's it. Like, because you're going to want to join us. That's that's it. When you talk to me, you're going to be like, I have to do this. <laughs> like, because, um, because I know now how powerful it is for men's lives and fathers. Now they need a tribe. And if they don't have a tribe, and they're fatter than they want to be, and they're not as disciplined as they want to be, and their marriage isn't out the roof on fire, and they are not the absolute exemplary leader to their kids they need to join us and nobody can do that without a tribe nobody nobody can do that without accountability you won't true true we talked to uh, we talked to someone yesterday is that you know he said he couldn't have done what he did and gotten to the point he has with his business without having like someone he's accountable to like a peer mentor just someone that they really respect and look up to and that they believe in that's going to hold them accountable that they don't want to let down. Be Dude, if you want, if you're trying to build a business and you're not willing to invest in coaching, you're an idiot. Like I, I skyrocketed so fast because I mean, Wes Watson's my man. Like that, that guy, that guy implanted belief in me. And uh, now I work close with Garrett White with wake up warrior. Andy Elliott is such a beast. That dude. The Elliot group, mm. oh my god! Like those three guys, um, dude. I'm three hundred thousand dollars deep the last two years in my own personal development, which is why we'll make at least two million dollars this year. You know, yeah. like, I'm not an entrepreneur; I'm a fireman. So, like, if you want to level up, you have to invest in yourself. But people are so afraid because they're like, "Is it going to pay off? Is this the one?" A lot of times, people hit me up. They're like, "Hey, so." Should I work with Wes? And I'm like, you you heard my story, right? You're like, yeah, but is it going to work for me? And, you know, is that, um, I just want to make sure that, you know, it works. I'm like, bro, education is nonstop. True. So it's like, it's not a one-stop shop. You're not, you're not just going to go work with one coach and then all of a sudden you're a freaking millionaire. They're going to give you a piece of something. And, and that's going to light you up. Like Wes is my foundation. He gave me belief. Mm -hmm. He gave me an understanding of like who I am and how to be authentic with myself. That was so important. You know, at some point when you believe so much, you can give that belief to someone else because you've earned it. You can't give what you haven't earned. So he gave that to me and then I became the source. Right. So now I can give that belief to others. 
that's what I man, that's what I got from him. And if you can get that from 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 Big West, dude, you're you're gonna crush life. Yeah. So and then and then I take other things from other people that I work with, you know. But like you have to have a coach, you have to have a tribe. You have to come join superhuman fathers of your dad. Like you have to. Otherwise, we're we're just gonna pass you up. Like by far. Yeah. The, I mean the results speak for themselves, but you mentioned something there that, you know, people will come to you, sure a lot of dads will come to you and be like, Is it worth it? Is it really worth it? Like, is it worth it for me to invest in myself? Like, is that would you say the top or with that or along with that, what are some of the other top reasons, you know, dads are afraid to invest in themselves or to take those steps or what are they struggling with? Accountability. Yeah, they're they're actually afraid of afraid of what they might have to fall through with. And then they're also afraid of this fake thing called failure because they've failed in the past, but really they didn't fail. They just quit. Mm -hmm. Right. So there is a fear that they'll quit again, which is why, like, I just got off, off a call with a guy, he's six, three, 335 pounds. And he's, um, uh, he heard me on, uh, Ethan Suppley's podcast. He's, he's a guy from, uh, Remember yeah, yeah. He's like the he the he's a big dude, big white dude, and then lost a ton of weight and got jacked. So like I was on his podcast, so this guy heard it and then hit me up. And uh and uh like this this guy he he got to 335 pounds, right? Like he got there. So now he's in this position where he's talking to me, and I'm like everything changes now, bro. Like you, you, it's time, time to come be hungry with me. Like time to put those things on the altar that you run to when you're stressed. When, when you need that dopamine scratch, mm -hmm. you and me are going to sit in this place and we're not going to get that dopamine scratch. We're going to sit here and suffer together and we're going to get used to it so that it doesn't bother us anymore. We overcome it. That's what we're going to do. So when he hears that he's excited, but at the same time, he's terrified because he has these addictions that are grasping onto him. In fact, he still hasn't texted me back his credit card because he had to go to his office. Then he hit me up and he's like, oh, I got to go home to get the one I'm going to use. And I sent him a video. I was like, watch out, dude. Devil's going to try and grab your heart and make you go eat something and just drown it away. And then be like, oh, what was I thinking? I shouldn't. I don't need to do this. Yeah, no, it's like it's pain life. versus pain versus pleasure, you know. Sometimes those pleasure, those mm -hmm. dopamine hits, you know, they come in so many different forms, whether it's eating out or, you know, porn or who knows where it's coming from. But usually it's probably not a good source. It's not a healthy source to where you could find dopamine hits in yeah. other ways because there are healthy dopamine hits out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the scratch, the itch is always going to be there, yeah. dude. Like, because, because. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, like when you get off this call, like you're going to walk, you're going to walk in your kitchen and your brain's going to be like, eat something. And you'd be like, well, I don't really need, I, I, like you've already ate lunch. You're like, I don't need food, but your brain's like, just eat something. Eat something in your mouth. And you're just like, ah, maybe you grab some chips or something. Right. And then, you know, you're like, ah, maybe a soda. And then you're, you're like, well, just grab a couple of these Oreos too while I'm sitting here working. Yeah, you know, and you're just like eating for for one reason only, 
to scratch mm-hmm. the itch. That's it. Right. And so when you get it's so habitual with scratching the itch, you're, you always run to it whenever you're tired, you're hungry, you're stressed. Then when there's celebrations and everyone's happy, what do we do? We eat more. Yep. You know, every holiday it's like candy and cookies and cake. And it's like, we just jam sugar down our throats when we're sad, when we're stressed, when we're uh, celebrating, it's like everything. And then, and then what do we do? We teach our kids to just completely be addicted to all this bullshit. So my whole brain is getting blown right now as I'm getting more deeper into this and pulling away from all my addictions and watching like Easter come by and everything's chocolate candies and marshmallows. And, and it's like the kids are just all, all about it. And this, we're just getting to this buzz and getting high. Everybody's getting high on outside mm-hmm. sources. Kids. We're making our kids yeah. high. Like, and we think we're doing them a favor. We're actually giving them an addiction they're going to have a hard time with for their yeah. whole life. That's yeah, crazy. no, you're right. And it's crazy. Very counterculture. And it's actually, like, if you say it out loud, they're like, oh, you're just, man, you're, you're over the top. Am I? Like, am I really, though? If we really look yeah. at the problem. Of no, you're, you're completely right. You're, you're level-headed. I mean, you're, you have a realistic scope on it. You know, it's just the mindset and it's the scope that you're looking at it through. It's like, well, I could allow my kids to take all this garbage into their bodies. Or I could teach them that that's not a, what these holidays are really about. Teach them. I mean, the whole meaning of Easter, you reference it. It's about Christ. You know, it's about God. It's about Christianity. It's about religion. It's not about candy and a bunny that drops eggs at, in your yard. You know? Dude, I always thought this was hilarious like even on christmas you know it's like it's like the celebrating the birth of jesus and everyone's just hammered stuffing their fat yeah. faces just chocolate yeah. all over their face and candy having acid reflux puking in their sleep on, on christmas eve like tr- trying to sleep like tossing and turning throwing up and it's like thanks jesus for giving us this opportunity to get right hammered. Right. And it's like Thanksgiving, same time. It's a thing. It's time to be grateful and have gratitude and be grateful for all the things that you've been given. New Year's is the time to celebrate, celebrate, you know, you living another year. It's a time of celebration of life and joy and all these things. And every holiday has a much deeper meaning. Like Fourth of July, you know, we're celebrating the independence. We're celebrating all these people who died for us by, like you said, getting hammered, getting wasted gorging ourselves yeah, getting, you know getting, stupider, getting fatter and then uh destroying our relationships too because everybody gets drunk on the holidays and then the families all fight yeah <laughs> no you're right so no i don't i don't think it's crazy personally because i mean it's how it feels crazy though like r- being raised this way doesn't it kind of feel a little oh, crazy? absolutely it feels like it just feels like weird to like to it feels like, wrong like like and i'm like what do I where do I stand on this? I'm like, cause any candy for my kids is not good for them. Like yeah. any, like any. So it's like, but I, I'm not going to be a, like, I don't, I'm in this place where I'm like, I'm not going to be this controlling dad that doesn't like, that shields them from the world. Like I want them to figure this out on mm-hmm. their own to by teaching correct principles. And then, but I don't want to facilitate it. Yeah. I don't want to be the reason that they get fat and, love candy so much, but I also don't want to create, be a dad. That's like, Oh, my dad's so strict. I can't even have a fucking piece of chocolate. 
Yeah, totally. Cause then you're like, you're, you're just, it's like unrelatable. So like, and then like, like I want my teenagers, like if they smoke weed with their friends, I want them to be like, dad, I tried weed and it's, it, it was kind of weird. And I was like, Oh really? Like, what did you feel? Okay, cool. So um, like, what's your plans with it? I don't know. Like, I'm thinking I'll maybe do it once in a while. Okay. Like, let's talk about it. Let's what talk are, about it and have that conversation. Yeah, like, what, what are the good things? What are the good things that are going to come yeah. from this? And then what are the possible pitfalls? And then what what restraints should you put on this so that you protect yourself? And what would be the best route? Because we're just looking at trade-offs now. Yeah. Right? Trade-offs and discipline to make sure you get what you want. So then you go back with your kids and you're like, all right, what do you want out of life? Like, what do you want? Like, what, what do you want to... What do you want to grow into? Not, not what do you want to like do for work, but like, like, what do you want in your life? Like, maybe they want like, you know, kids are weird. Maybe they're like, man, I want like all the Air Jordans in the world, you know? And you're like, okay, well, you're going to have to make a lot of a money. A lot of money. Right? <laughs> like, in order to make a lot of money, what are you going to have to do? I'm going to have to work really hard. Okay, you're going to have to work really hard and work really what? Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I tell my kids that all the time. Okay. So now when you smoke weed. Is that going to help you to work hard and work smart? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. They're probably going to say, eh, probably not for most people. You know, some people might argue when they're high, they work better. Sure. Anomalies. Yeah. Most are going to be a little lazier. Might be creative, but the application part is going to be a problem. Yeah. So, so, like, that's a trade-off when, when I talk to my kids about this kind of stuff. I want them to come to their own conclusions I want to sit here like as a patient father and ask questions and help them come to their own conclusions without losing my mind or having a preconceived mm -hmm. judgment that they're afraid to talk to me. And that's like the same thing with like little kids and candy. It's like teach them through questions and understanding. You know? Yeah. No. And I, yeah, you, you kind of have to be the one that, that pulls that veil back. You know what I mean? To, to help them see what stuff really is about, you know, and yeah. just, like what we were talking about earlier, like the holidays and, you know, just our, our style of living in, in the U.S., like everything's based around partying and, you know, get together. What do you do when you get together? You eat. What do you do when you're eating? You drink. What do you do when you drink? You have a good time. And then, like you said, the families fight. You know, it, it's like once you pull back that veil, it really opens your eyes up and, and you get to see okay, if I indulge in this, like you said, you know, my drawbacks are, you know, I'll have a good time, but, you know, I, I won't be healthy for it. I'll gain weight, you know, I'll, I'll throw myself out of ketosis, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, you and, wake up, you know, it takes you three days to kind of recover and you're trying to get your, you're on a workout program and you're trying to stay consistent and you, you've, you drink too much, like good, it's already hard enough. Yeah. Like, but it's it, all, and it's hard. Some days are yeah. really hard to get my ass to the gym. I'm like, man, if I was hungover right now, there's no way I would go. There's no yeah, way. yeah. But it's like, you know, it's that's that that trap that's been set for us, you know? And it's like, be a good little boy or be a good man and, and go, you know, live your life in that matrix. And it's like, you know, once you break out of that, it's so hard, you know, trying to pull the veil back for people and show them, let alone your kids. You know what I mean? Your kids, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like a, a fine line you have to walk because if you show them too soon, it just fucks them up. Yeah. <laughs> can't be compulsive like you can't yeah. force anything on anyone it has to be their idea yeah. and the only way it's going to be their idea is if you help them create the story that they believe and understand that it's not good yeah. for them 
And so, yeah, you have to have that conversation with them. You know, it's about having that conversation with your kids, especially young kids and teaching them. Like, it's not that you can't have it. It's just, you need to learn, like, yeah, you can you do whatever you want. want. Like you can eat all that candy, but you're going to, this is how you're going to feel after. Or how are you going to feel after yeah. you do that? How is that going to make your body feel? Are you going to feel good about yourself or bad about yourself? Especially for Aaron and I having, we both have girls. You know, we have four girls between us, you know, so it's, it's a lot of body image stuff as they continue to get older and, you know, yeah, teaching yeah, yeah, positive yeah. body, positive body positivity. There we go. I can, I can use words, but yeah. you know, it's all kind of stemming yeah. back to how are you going to feel later? How's that going to benefit you? And I really like how you put that, you know, tying it to their long-term goals, what they really want out of life and then bringing it all the way back down to this moment is okay you keep doing that how is that is that going to help you toward your long-term goal of owning every air jordan one ever created or is that going to hold you back in some capacity at some point later so i really i love that yeah. like full circle moment there it's like oh well i have to think about that now because it was fun in the moment but it's not really gonna benefit me or things like that so yeah, and you know another another thing also that I've been having to break down to my young one too is um, you know just the difference between like like expensive brands and and you know a Walmart brand, you know just like showing her that you know it's the same thing. It's just this one has a stitching on it that says Nike, and this one you know doesn't have that, you know, and she's she's starting to see it, you know, and I allocate her a little twenty dollars, you know, when we go to the store. Do you want to buy, you know? one shirt one nike shirt or you can buy you know six little kitty shirts from walmart with you know what you actually like on them you know it's 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 everything dude it's not just you know yeah. your diet it's not just your activity it's literally every aspect of life has been set up for you to be trapped you know it's and like it's just when you're young and you go to vegas all you see is like magic you're just like oh my god look at the lights it's magic this is magic place you get older, you get smarter. You're like, look at this facade. Look at this. Look at all this stuff that's built to get me to purchase things. That's what yeah. this is. This big money maker. And then you're like, dude, this is the infrastructure. You see the infrastructure. You see the sewers. You're like, like you, you see it for what it is, you know? And and that's also like, as you get older and wiser as a, as a husband, as a young dad, when my freaking testosterone was out the roof, it was hard for me not to look at like other chicks and like, I got married young. So I'd be like, man, did I miss out? Like I got married so young and I would see these other women and kind of just like almost be like dreaming about what if, what if, what if. And then as I got older, I started to see the facade of just skin and body. It means nothing in that context, it's like, it's just a shape of a person, a soul, Yeah, you know? And so it was a, it's a different view of women as I've gotten older and my wife, I even view my wife different. So there's less of an attraction to something that I, that seems magical when now I understand it's just these different shaped bodies and faces and hair colors that cause a chemical reaction in my brain to get my attention. And so, you know, that's happening. Now you can call it out and be like, no, I'm not missing out on anything. 
at all. Yeah. And then the world tries to trick you that you are, but you're not because we all know that that, that they're in. I've worked with enough men that have made that decision to go out on their wives the wrong direction. And it always comes back. Oops. That was a mistake. Yeah, like it it looks it looks great on the surface, but I mean once you actually get in that situation, like yeah, the sex was good. It was fun. Maybe it was a little hot and steamier, but now now you have to live with not, this like I'm a Yeah, person. you have to live with that in your head and in your mind and now you're just like, Well, I fucked up. I can't go back. And I got I lost more than I actually gained out of that. And mm-hmm. she had very little to offer me in terms of, you know, depth to her personality beyond her boobs. Like, yeah, the boobs are great. Sex was great, but <laughs> there's dumb as rock. Like I've been divorced for two years now and I definitely had my own, my own hoe face a little bit. Um, not nothing crazy, but I dated a lot of women, yeah. went on a lot of dates, met a lot of people, you but at the end of it, you know, these, I, I've been single now for, you know, I'm not even using dating apps at this point the last like four or five months. Cause it's just not worth it. It's like the women I've met and connected with through these apps are inorganically. They're very shallow. Like they're very shallow. They have very little depth to their personality. Yeah. They're hot. Okay. So what? I know hot women that have great intelligence, depth to their personality are smart as can be, you know, that's what's attractive to me. Like, yes, they're physically attractive, yeah. but what they can offer emotionally, mentally, spiritually, the intangible things, that's that's beautiful. That is their beauty. Isn't it, isn't it weird that you could be married to, like, such an incredible woman, beautiful, smart, and uh, successful, and yet the man's mind always starts to wander? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's just a chemical. It's just a. It's just how we're made as men, you know. It's just like we're dumb. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's like I, I've told Jewel this before, but you know, uh, myself and my wife, we went through a phase where you know I messed up. I went out. I had a something on the side, and you know, it was both the biggest mistake of my life and one of the best things I ever did because the way it fortified my mind and changed the way I think about things especially having two daughters now like there's no way in hell my and even my wife knows this you know there's there's nothing in the world that's going to make me ever do that again yeah you know just seeing everything become so unstable everything erode away so quickly like i i never ever want to do that ever again but at the same time you know on the opposite side of that token it's also opened up my eyes to see that you know all the qualities that i love in my wife you know she's loyal You know, she's there all the time whenever I need her. You know, she's like, she's everything I've ever wanted. But, you know, back then I I was just so tired and yeah, the magic was gone. So, you know, I didn't want to work anymore. You know, I didn't want to work hard at the relationship. I just wanted to go find something quick and new, you know, and, and unfortunately, yeah, we had to go through it. But, you know, like I said, it was, it was one of the best mistakes I've ever made. Yeah, it's crazy how these moments in life, as as we go and we really fuck stuff up, um, if used appropriately, can skyrocket your wisdom and understanding. Um, and if if reacted to appropriately, 
um, I think it's rad that you, sh- that you are so open to share that stuff because like, that's what men need. Like they need yeah. to the truth and the real stories and the real temptations and the real hardships um, or else they won't. It's hard to, re- it's hard to relate no. if you're not sharing that stuff. Like I, my divorce was caused yeah. not because of, I was on the other side of that, that picture. You know, I was the one that was, uh, where the infidelity happened to me. I'll, I'll phrase it like that just for you know, people listening and stuff that might not know the whole story that are close to me and whatnot, but you know, I'm not ever going to go down that or go deep into that, but that's what I learned from all that, you know, going through that, going through the divorce because of those reasons. And among other reasons, there was plenty other reasons on top of that, you know? Uh, But for me, that's when I really started to understand myself and where I screwed up as a partner to where I was a bad husband, to where I fucked up, wasn't great, to where now I, I've changed these things and now I look at women a whole lot differently because, I mean, I got married really young. I mean, that was seven years ago. I was 21 when we got married, uh, 21, 22 when we got married. And, you know, now looking back, it's like, damn, I if when I do do that again, because it's, it's a win, because something I want, so I'm going to be intentional about it. Um, but in all in all in due time, all in the right timing, you know, whatever God has in store as far as that aspect. But, you know, it's, I know what I'm not going to do. I know what I'm not looking for, but I know what I'm looking for. And I know the things that are really going to matter and really make or break the next marriage. Because if she's, you know, doesn't check these boxes or, you know, have these things and it's like, she's not, the, she's not the one, you know, she could have, yeah. Old EJ. I'm 28. I just turned 28 a couple of days ago. Cool. Yeah. And on the other token of that, like a really powerful mindset to have going into the future. I work, work with a lot of guys that are in the process of divorce or recently divorced, single dads. And, um, you know, we like, we do like to talk about these check boxes that they need to fit, but what are the check boxes that you exactly need to fit for that? Exactly. Right? And so that's one of the things we talk about and focus on is like, like, who do you want her to be married exactly to, you know no and i and that's you know a lot of what i'm working on and this other side project i have going on right now that i'm writing it's called the well-balanced dad diet you know there's pieces of that where i explicitly mention like take it from the divorce guy that didn't do this and this that's is what great. i'm going to do next time yeah. this is what's going to happen the next and the last time i'm in this situation I'm going to talk about these problems, these problems through, I'm going to open up and be more open to my spouse. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be more communicative. I'm going to, you know, settle. I'm going to walk away when I need to walk away. And then I'm going to come back when I'm calmed down. I'm going to talk about it calmly. I'm going to have that discussion with her. We're going to, you know, open up and talk about, you know, why we said something. We're going to dive into that. Why we're not going to hide it. We're not just going to brush it under the bed. We're going to say, you know, I said that because, or I feel this way because, or I feel, you know, use those healthy communication skills that we learn in grade school. I statements, you know, take that accountability, don't assess the blame, but all these different things. So, you know, it's, it's crazy what that situation can teach you when you're on either side of it, whether you're the one that it happened to, or the one that did it, because you realize so many things about yourself throughout that process. Yeah. And then you realize like every human's just dealing with their own pain and trying to figure it yeah. out. And we're all going through something. Right. Uh, you know, I'm sure for you, you've seen a lot of dads come from a lot of different walks of life. You know, 
for you and your business, what you guys do for you and your wife, how do you guys find balance for your guys' relationship? How do you guys build that time and for each other? Because y'all are both busy. I do know that y'all make a concerted effort to go and work out together. I That's a daily thing. In your post, I follow her on Instagram as well. I see it in her post. And I think it's awesome because that's something that brings you guys together. You guys push each other. You're accountable to each other. And I love that. But beyond that, what do you guys do? What's part of your guys' secret sauce to being married for 20 years? Yeah, like, and, and fairly happily for most <laughs> of it. So we've had some rough, had some rough. Of course, that's every marriage. Where we were, we kind of turned into like business partners or roommates, yeah. you know. Um, and and it, it's it's just it's so easy for it to turn into this blah. It's so easy because and all like, I blame myself um, because that's the only thing you can do, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you want to change your relationship, it's on you. Whether you're a woman or a man, it's on True. you. I usually speak to men. So I speak to men and tell them, this is you. This is your fault. This is your responsibility. And they say, well, what about her responsibility? And I'm like, this is your problem. Yep. See, the fact that you reacted yep. like that is your problem. Yeah. You got to point the finger inward. You have to point it at yourself. You have to own up to the shit that you did because you had a part in it. It takes two to get divorced. Yeah. There was Issues like stemming this. from both it's sides. Your, it's your, like, this is your, your video game, like your life, right? So everyone else is a character in your game. So you can choose to leave or you can choose mm-hmm. to stay. If you choose to stay, you're accepting all the bullshit that comes mm-hmm. along with that, which means it's all your fault. Because if it's not, then fucking leave. Yeah. Right? Simple as that. So if we decide to stay, then we have to take mm-hmm. responsibility and uh, don't think I got this all figured out. But what I do have is a heightened awareness of when we're disconnected. And so we go to the gym every morning together. Um, but that's not enough. It's mm-hmm. not enough. There still has to be, and here's why it's not enough. Because I like to bro out with my wife. <laughs> and at the gym, it's really easy to be like knuckles. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Come on. Don't be a pussy. (laughs) We talk to each other like that, right? It can't just Mm -hmm. be that. So it's cool that we're friends. It's cool that we hang out. But she wants like a sweet, connecting, loving, kind, soft, like, man, who's also a fucking dangerous Exactly. But with her. She wants me to soften up. I have a hard time with this, as you can possibly, as you can probably Dude, you, you look like a big old teddy bear, dude. I bet with your kids and your wife, I bet behind closed doors in your home when there's no cameras on, I bet you're the biggest, biggest teddy bear there is. And I mean, that's okay, you know? Well, you'll see it when the cameras are right. on. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I don't hide anything from, from, from the Instagrams. Everything's out yeah. on the table. But um, um. But yeah, so what, I, I had a coach the other day, Garrett White. He told I was talking to him about this this um, this grind we have with our wives. Like there's just this there's this wall of pride that every day we have to kind of break through to get to each other. It's like this fight to like smash this wall and crawl through and like okay, I got you. I'm here. 
Whereas with my daughter, there's no wall. It's easy. It's just flowing. So I was like, what is that? What is that mm -hmm. thing? Keeps me from just flowing to her easily. And I thought maybe, you know, maybe just built up kind of resentment over the years. A little bit of like, maybe something she said 10 years ago. I don't know. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with this grind that we're in. Because we're in this, we're, life's hard. And um, we're, we're, we have so much responsibilities. I mean, she's got 100 clients. I've got almost 500. We have five kids. You know, we've got, the, it's, it's like a, that's in a business of itself. We're doing all these events now. We're part of all these coaching groups. It, it, it's just insanity. Mm -hmm. And so I think all the time, there's a certain level of like, sometimes when Marley needs a freaking diaper change, like I might wait a few seconds to see if she's got it. Cause I'm like working mm -hmm. on something rather than just being like, boom, I got yeah. it. Right. And I'll go through phases where I'm really good with that. And then I'll kind of like start being just, just a touch lazy enough to where she's faster than me. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm finding that these little moments of holding back my service to her is creating this barrier. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I break through that desire to, to not take care of her at that level, then I feel more connected to her. The other thing is morning text messages have been huge, huge, massive. Like, good morning. I love you. You're the best. Simple. simple it's simple. It's simple. Every day, every day. Date nights planned by me. When I started planning them, uh, our relationship changed massively. Like, yeah. Huge. Like, like get a restaurant, you book it, have them put roses and candles on the table, something mm -hmm. stupid like that. A lot of restaurants, you, you just pay like 25 bucks and they'll put like a candle and roses or something. That's cool. So then, then everybody, everyone thinks it's your anniversary, <sighs> but, but like, like, or, or like my wife had always, always been talked, always talked about going dancing and I always blew it off. Like, I don't dance, I don't dance. And I was like, that's dumb, dude. Let's do it. So I booked dancing lessons with my wife. Now we go every week. Yeah, dancing lessons. that's amazing. I fucking hate it. But it's really fun with my yeah. wife. It turned out to be yeah. really fun. Dude, and, and can you speak on like how intimate that is? Because I've, I've experienced uh, dancing before and it's, dude, I mean, very, very, very intimate. You know? take, your, take your wife, learn how to dance, take your wife dancing. Like some very few, there, there are some guys that are like, oh yeah, we do that. It's, but it's very rare. And it's like, and then some women don't want to do it either. Some women are like, I'm not doing that. That's fine too. But most chicks want to do it. Most guys don't. And, and it's like, it's a pretty cool thing to just have a weekly lesson you go to. It's like 45 minutes to an hour, or an hour. You just go and dance with your wife. And it's, it's a really cool standing date. And now that's actually taken over to the point where it's not even a date for us anymore. It's just something that we do. So now. Now we have the, the workouts in the morning. We do a once a week dance lesson. Then we do a once a week date. And, and uh, I plan those now because for, for like almost 20 years, she planned all the dates forever. I was an idiot for that long. So like, 
it's it's crazy what happens when you start planning outings, vacations, dates, and you do it. It's this amazing mindfuck for your wife. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing I tell guys is, um, which I have, I, it's hard for me. Like I was talking about, I say get weird every day. Get weird means you have to have a moment with your wife. Where you just look her in the eyes and almost to the point where she's like, what are you looking at? And just tell her, just tell her how you feel. Just tell her, thank you, mm-hmm. how much you love her and like how proud you are. If you do that every day, you have just one moment of connection. You send that text, you plan dates and outings, you know, you're going to stay connected. You're still going to have struggles and fights and stuff, but who cares? Struggles and fights are just part of a relationship. Just because you fight doesn't mean you're in a bad marriage. You, you could be in a very healthy and amazing marriage and still fight all the time. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, you know? True. It's just, you know, I'm married to a Puerto Rican, so like, there's going to be some spice. <laughs> yeah. You know? I feel you, brother. I feel you. <laughs> but no, Kyle, no, that's that's some great advice there. So to wrap up here, what's like the one biggest piece of advice that you would give to a father who's struggling mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, just, just struggling. They're just plain old fucking struggling. They can't get over the hump. They're stuck. They're miserable. They're depressed which is probably a lot of the clients that you see where, where they start, you know, they're stuck. They need to change that one piece of advice that you're giving to that dude, you know, from the heart. What's that one piece of advice you're giving them? Find a tribe with positive individuals that are pressing forward and holding each other accountable. That's the one piece of advice. Otherwise you can't, you can't do this on your own. You'll, you'll be miserable. You know, you got to be around people like myself and my people that, will light your life on fire just by being in our presence and you'll start to see things differently. You'll start to change the story of, um, what about me time? You know, the kids that I lost my life. No, you'll start looking at those kids very different and start looking at yourself different as you show up in power for them as this like disciplined, badass, unstoppable motherfucker that will crush everything in its path. And yet, is so sweet and approachable and kind and forgiving and loving at the same time. You be that man for your family and you selflessly serve your wife and your children as this honor to be their father. It's a different story. True. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time for us, holding the space. You know, I I think I'm going to go run through a wall real quick. Um, and then give the wall a hug after. Uh, <laughs> I always say walk around like this, but then give out hugs. Yeah, no, time. I love that. I love that. I think I'm gonna start doing that. If I get um, if I get a misdemeanor, I'll let you know. But, uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, no, seriously. In all seriousness, thank thank you so much for coming on. It's appreciated. Um, we loved having you. Love connecting with you. If you guys aren't already, go and follow follow Kyle on uh, Instagram, Superhuman Fathers. You can find everything he does there. You can find his wife, their podcast, their businesses, their coaching, all of their resources. They're all there on Instagram. You can see Kyle eat shit on the mini mini uh, mini ramp, or uh, quarter quarter pie, whatever it is. Um, you can see him eat yeah. shit over and over and over again. Um, laugh, feel bad for him a little bit at the same time, but um, 
yeah, man. Thanks so again. Thank you so much for coming on. We loved having you. Um, yeah, we'll be back with you guys next week. Hey, hey, you, are you still here with me? Thank you so much for listening all the way to the very end. Definitely appreciate it. Don't forget to leave five stars, leave a comment, leave a review, head over to YouTube, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias, even TikTok. And all of those links, plus every single deal that we have in affiliation, you can find in our link tree. Just by going to the show notes, clicking the link tree link, it really does help us just with likes, five stars, subscribes, all of that. It's a great way to support us and it really helps us keep going. We really appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Can't wait to be with you next week.